Hello there, everybody in the galaxy. This is Han Talks First. I, of course, am your host, Han, and this is the podcast you're looking for, the Star Wars podcast where we talk about everything in Star Wars, the latest and greatest, and we got a great show for you today, a bunch of stuff, which includes Mandalorian Season 3 updates, we have some Darth Revan series coming to Disney Plus rumors, and then... The last thing we'll look at today is our first look at Rogue Squadron. So buckle in and get ready. It's going to be a great episode today. Again, you're listening to Han Talks First. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Oh, if you couldn't already tell, I am back in my home studio. It's been a long time, but I'm so glad to be back. It's, it's I don't know, it's just nice to be in your own room, in your own house again. So finally, I get to do it from the comfort of my own home and get a little bit nicer of a video for those of you who watch the video and uh, a much better display going on here. So uh, thanks for your patience with me as I was making this difficult transition, but I'm back and I'm ready to do a lot more content. And like I said, there's a bunch to talk about today. It is going to be a shorter episode though, because I have somewhere I need to be in about there's no watch on that hand in about an hour. So we're going to try and keep this short. But if you're watching live, you can send in your thoughts or questions. I'll try to get to as many as possible. I hope you all had a good uh, weekend. It is Monday here in our universe. And I got some stuff to share with you. For those of you watching the video, I didn't get to share this on a live stream yet because I wasn't home. But I made this painting a while ago, a couple weeks ago. And it's a painting of Grogu himself. And it was something me and my family did over the Easter break. And I thought I wanted to share it here online for you guys to see. And if you're an audio listener, you can find it on the Instagram page as well. And it's in one of those pictures there. But um, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, another uh, bit of news that I want to mention is I was featured on another podcast last week. And it was the First Galactic Podcast. If you don't know who they are, they're a bunch of great guys. They've been on this show before, actually. I think it was episode 95 or 96, somewhere around there. But the First Galactic Podcast, I was on their show last Tuesday, I believe. Maybe it was Wednesday. And you can find it on Spotify, Apple, even on YouTube. And just go search up First Galactic Hot Podcast with Han Talks first. And I kind of took over the show. I was the the host of the day. Not really, but it was fun. They're a couple of great guys. So if you want more Star Wars content, you can go check them out as well. And the last bit of news here, I said online that I was going to make a special announcement today because I have another guest joining me tomorrow, actually. So you get two Han Talks first episodes this week. And tomorrow is a very special guest that I think a lot of you will be excited about. And I know I was really excited when I got to talk with this guy. So tomorrow on Han Talks First at around 10 a.m. Pacific time, I will be having a conversation with Darth Chocolate, otherwise known as Darth Choco. But he's really big on TikTok and social media and YouTube, but he also has a podcast of himself called The High Ground Podcast. And he'll be joining me right here, and we're going to talk about Star Wars. You guys can send in your love and support and find a new person to talk about Star Wars with. So I think you guys will enjoy it. If you haven't heard of him, just go over to TikTok, see some of his videos. He's pretty cool. He's a very nice guy, but you'll get to see more of that tomorrow. So special announcement out of the way. 
Now let's move into some things that kind of popped up over the last week that I wanted to talk about before we get into the main topics. And one of them includes this new R2-D2 Collector Series Lego item. So check this out. This was just announced recently. And I, I love these. If you guys don't know, I made a, a Grogu Lego piece that was part of the Collector Series just like this. And they just announced this new R2 one, which is over 2,300 pieces. And it's a collector's item. The last time we got one of these types of R2-D2 Legos was in 2013. So it's been a long time. And it's just nice to see Lucasfilm, Lego, Disney hasn't forgotten about one of the most beloved droids in Star Wars history. So this new Lego piece comes in at around $200, which means I won't be buying it. But if anyone wants to buy it for me because my birthday's coming up, that'd be amazing. Just kidding. You don't have to buy me anything. But that was just something really cool I thought I'd talk about because I love Legos and I love Star Wars and it's a collector's item. So it's worth mentioning. I talk about a lot of collector's items here on the show. If you didn't hear last week, I talked about the most expensive Star Wars watch ever. And it's not out yet, but they announced it. And there's only 10 of them made, and it's about $150,000. And if you want to find out why, you can go to either the video of that of that watch, or you can listen to last week's episode of Haunt Talks First. But all good stuff. And if you guys have any collector's items you want to share that I might have missed because we're on the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, feel free to share it with me on Instagram or right here in the live chat. And I just want to welcome some of the people who are joining us today. We have Max, as always. Welcome, Max. So good to see you. He says, I'm so hyped about the show today. I am too, man. It's so good to be back. And thank you for joining me, like always. And you're actually responsible for some of the topics we're talking about today. So thank you for that. And uh, thanks for the nice words on the painting. I appreciate that. And Juggalo Sith 777777. Welcome. Nice to see you here. So let's get into it and start off with our first segment of the show, like always here on Monday. Let's get into Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1923, Irvin Kirshner, the director of The Empire Strikes Back, was born. On May 1st of 1991, 1992, and 1993, a new installment of the Thrawn trilogy was released each year. Also on May 1st in 1999, Star Wars Episode One Racer released on Nintendo 64. And finally, also in 1999, the best book in Star Wars history, Watch Out Jar Jar, was released. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next Monday to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. Some of you might say it's not really worth mentioning that Watch Out Jar Jar came out this week. <laughs> but to be honest with you, there wasn't a lot of big major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And I thought that would be funny. So if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. But the big one is, of course, Irvin Kirshner's birthday. So happy birthday to him. Of course, director of Empire Strikes Back. Fantastic movie. Some people say the best movie of all time. And it goes without saying the Thrawn trilogy, the classic, the one who introduced Thrawn. And then, of course, there's a new one coming out, too. Timothy's on just cranking these suckers out one by one. So classic character, legacy character, very important to the Star Wars world. And now we're going to jump into the main topics. Like I said, this is going to be a quicker show today because I am pressed for time. But if you want to engage with me, 
I'm still here to do so. And if you're new here, please consider subscribing to the channel. It helps out so much. And you can see all the great content we do. We also talk about Marvel here on the show. And we just started this new concept series called How to Start Your Own Podcast. So if you want to be a creator or you're interested in starting a podcast or a YouTube page, you can watch those videos and learn a bit of it for yourself. And I do that with my friend, Yessi Riviera. And also, if you're listening on the podcast form, please give this a follow if you haven't already. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review. It helps out so much. I actually don't have any reviews for this show yet. I think there's one, but I need more. It helps bring more people to the podcast, and it means so much to me. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts about it. So let's move into the main topic. And we're talking about Mandalorian Season 3 because there are heavy rumors going around right now that it was reported that there will be Wookiees and the Hammerhead species in Season 3. Some people have even reported that they saw them being made. So the exact plot details of The Mandalorian Season 3 are still, of course, for the most part, kept under wraps. But there's recent rumors that suggest that more characters will be shown in this feature. And Bespin Bulletin, actually, is who we're taking this information from. I have not heard of this podcast or YouTube channel. I don't really know what they are, but they're the ones reporting this. So you take it for what you, a grain of salt, a grain of sand, whatever, and um, we'll see what they're saying. But they shared in a report that a Wookiee or a group of Wookiees will appear in Mandalorian Season 3. And the outlet revealed that it's unclear if the Wookiee is familiar character from Star Wars lore or could only end up as one of the background aliens in a scene. <clears throat> so, of course, everyone's mind goes to Chewbacca, but there's tons of Wookiees out there, like we saw in Revenge of the Sith. There's a whole planet, Kashyyyk, where the Wookiees are from. So there could definitely be other Wookiees in this galaxy. And even if it's just something we see in the background, I still think that would be really cool to see in the Mandalorian show. And it's always just good to see more and more characters from from like more aliens and other species in this world because it makes it feel so much bigger. Now, in the movie Solo, A Star Wars Story, I actually didn't care for the other Wookiees that were in that, mostly because they looked a little weird to me. They just didn't look like regular Wookiees. But that's also with like the holiday special. I didn't like the way, uh, what is his name, Frumpy? I forgot what his name was. But those Wookiees in the holiday special, I didn't like either. But I think that's just because that was a bad movie. But um, what do you guys think? Do you want to see Wookiees in this? Do you want to see a Wookiee as a main character? It'd be kind of hard to replace Chewbacca, don't you think? But I can definitely see them walking around in the background. Now, the other bit of news for the rumored characters in Mandalorian season three is the hammerhead. And I don't remember his real name, but he was in episode four in the cantina scene. And he was a classic character because of his design. And of course the guy who made all the creatures in the cantina scene, I can't remember his name, but he, he did all of them and he's so creative and they're all so different. And I don't know, it's just it's such a good scene. And I'm so glad we're getting to see more and more of those creatures come out. But that's another character rumored to have been seen on set. Now, this one, I think, would definitely be like a bounty hunter, possibly working with Din Djarin, maybe even Boba Fett. But that's something to consider as well. And then the last bit of news about Mandalorian Season 3 or future Star Wars television shows is 
the Book of Boba Fett. So the Bespin Bulletin also reported that the Book of Boba Fett has ended shooting because the sets are torn down. Now, I do want to point out that they're not done shooting. So I don't think that is factually correct because, yes, they've torn down the sets, but I think that was just for principal photography. And I think, considering the other rumor that follows this, that the Book of Boba Fett is said to include Din Djarin and Miggs Mayfield, I have a feeling that they will show up in the Book of Boba Fett. One, because they're they're doing this cross-platform thing where they're using the Mandalorian as this flagship series to introduce new characters so that they can spin them off. If not new characters, legacy characters. And the Book of Boba Fett is one of those examples. Ahsoka is another. So I think it makes sense if we were to see Din Djarin in the Book of Boba Fett for at least a little bit. You know, maybe he needs help with something and he calls him over because they're all bounty hunters still. But I think it's definitely possible we see the Hammerhead and possibly another Wookiee as additional bounty hunters on Tatooine somewhere. I think that would be really cool. And I also think we're going to go back to the Cantina. I think it's a given. That'd be really cool as well. So let me see here. Juggalo Sith 777 says that was the first Star Wars movie I saw. I assume you're talking about Revenge of the Sith, which is a pretty cool movie to start with. And he would like the Huts to return. I do too. I think the Huts are great characters and uh, there's there's definitely a rich history with them because they are the gangsters of the underworld on Tatooine. And not just Tatooine, but also Coruscant <clears throat> and a bunch of other places as well. So I think they'll definitely tie into this. Maybe not Jabba the Hutt because he's dead, obviously, but maybe there's like a family member who wants to regain the throne that Jabba sat on and there's some kind of weird battle going on there. And I don't know, more slugs. Let's see more slugs. That'd be cool. Max says, I think that Han and Chewbacca will show up in Mando season three or maybe other Wookiees. And I think Mando season three will come out May the 4th, 2022. Excuse me. So May the 4th, 2022 is actually a great idea. I didn't consider that, but that's definitely likely. As far as Han and Chewbacca in The Mandalorian, I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Do you think it would be Alden Enright? 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 I don't... Alden Enright, I think is his name. The guy who played Solo. But do you think it would be him? Or do you think Harrison Ford would come in and be de-aged? I mean, it's possible they DH Mark Hamill. So who knows? But Han and Chewie in Mando season three. Would I want to see that? Probably not. And I don't have a reason why, but I'll think of one and I'll come back and let you know. I would love to see Hammerhead again just because he is in the cantina in episode four. Exactly. Iconic character. That's one thing I was talking about last week on the first galactic podcast was the iconography of Star Wars. And how silhouettes are important in Star Wars. I mean, if you think of Star Wars characters and you think of their blackened silhouette, if you see one, you know exactly who that character is. And Hammerhead is a great example. And he's only showed up once in the Star Wars movies, at least in the original trilogy. So it's that iconography, that that look that just makes it iconic and people want to see more of that. So definitely, I agree with you. And I'm sorry, Juggalo actually said Empire Strikes Back was the first movie he saw. So that's another, still another great one to start with. So can't go wrong there. Um, I'm curious how you felt when you saw 
Empire Strikes Back without knowing any context before? Was it difficult or did you not care because it was awesome? So you let me know. And Max says, yes, Alden, Aaron Wright, Aaron Reich. That's his name. Okay. Thank you for spelling it out for me. I appreciate it. So let's move on to the second topic. If you have questions or thoughts regarding the first one, still send them in. I'll talk about them. But the second topic, which is a big one, and it's, a, it's that time of, of year again, like every three or four months, we start talking about this and it's Darth Revan. And now there's rumors to suggest that Darth Revan will actually have his own TV series coming to Disney Plus. And again, I want to emphasize that this is rumor and I'm not breaking this. I don't even know who these sources are. Okay. Just, we're just speculating and to talk about how it could work, why it could work, all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about Darth Revan. So, I mean, people have been talking about this for the past two years. There's been tons of rumors and people are eager for Darth Revan to show up. If not in a television show, in a movie or a mention, but people love this character from the old Republic. And it seems inevitable at this point. And also extremely possible that Disney would want to do something with them. So this report comes to us from Kessel Run Transmissions. Again, I think they're a podcast. I've never listened to them, but this was reported on a, a news outlet. So that's why we're talking about it. And they say... And I quote here, if you are a fan of Knights of the Old Republic, Darth Revan will be coming back into canon very soon in something Disney Plus related, said Van Dyke from Kessel Run Transmissions. And there's going to be a big push for Sith characters post Mando. That's going to be Disney's big Disney Plus slate, starting with the Acolyte. Obviously, the timeline won't match up, but I sure know for sure that there is concept art out there of Revan in a hologram, which I believe is for the Acolyte. It will kind of tease his own series eventually. Okay, so this sounds like speculation. This doesn't sound like an actual factual report from Kessel Run Transmissions, which is okay. We all speculate, which is totally fine. And the reason why we're talking about it is because this is plausible. I mean, especially with this new Acolyte series coming to Disney+, Plus, which... I think we're all a little excited about. And it's no question that Disney is moving towards a more Sith-centric narrative going forward with things like the Alkalite, with things like remastering the Old Republic video games, with things like the High Republic, and all this stuff. And Darth Revan would be a great contributing factor to all of this and become a pillar of uh, some of the best Sith out there. So as far as the Acolyte, we know it takes place in the High Republic, right? Which means it's a little bit after the time of Revan. So if he was in a hologram format, then I think that would work. That would definitely work. And Acolyte, of course, is taking place during the High Republic, about 200 years after Light of the Jedi. And we did learn from a couple weeks ago when I spoke with Christina Ariel that she says that Acolyte will tie in with the High Republic books. And we will start to see more Sith-centric uh, themes in the Acolyte TV show. Now, Leslie Headland, who is the host of, or the showrunner of the Acolyte, is going to be flagshipping this series. I have not seen any of her work, but you know, from Christina, she did say that Russian Dolls, the TV show, was really good. So I'm excited to see it. 
it'd be really refreshing to get a Sith point of view in the Star Wars world. I think we're going to get it. And to see someone like Darth Revan join the ranks there, I think that would be amazing. Now, this Van Dyke person from Kessel Run Transmissions says that he saw a concept art of Revan in a hologram. That doesn't mean it's for the Acolyte. I don't know how this guy saw it. Maybe he works at Lucasfilm. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to listen to some of their stuff at some point. Now, the question is, who plays Darth Revan? I've theorized this multiple times, and it's also a major fan casting, but Keanu Reeves. And if you guys haven't seen my video talking about Keanu Reeves as Darth Revan, well, we talk about all the rumors, all the speculation that's been talked about, and it's one of the most popular videos on the channel. So go and check that out, and you can learn everything you need to know there, not just about the casting rumors, but also about the character, the video game, and tons of good stuff. So thank you if you go and check that out. And yeah, that's it for the the whole Darth Revan news. It's really not much, but it's something that keeps resurfacing in the Star Wars news world that we just got to keep talking about. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Mr. 4646 said, I would love to see Revan as a hologram in The Acolyte, but I would rather want a movie about him. But his show is better than nothing. And I absolutely love Revan. I'm right there with you, my friend. You know, I actually made a Darth Revan top 10 facts video that I have not released yet. The reason I haven't done that is because I'm waiting for a good moment, but I might just go ahead and release it. So if you love Revan as that much, then you might look forward to seeing that video that I made on some top 10 crazy facts about him. But I agree. I would rather get a movie, but if we're going to get a show, it's better than nothing. Totally on board. And he also hopes that the KOTOR movie trilogy at some point, I do too. I, I think that would be amazing. That would be like, that would be the next major film event, right? If we got like a trilogy of that, that'd be, that'd be amazing. And then from there, from there, you can spin off tons of stories, whether it's about Nihilus, you could do, you could do a, an animated version of HK 47. It'd be really cool. Juggalo agrees that we need a KOTOR movie. And they have the right to do Revan. And Keanu sounds good for Revan. I agree, Juggalo. Uh, again, I recommend you check out my video on uh, Keanu Reeves as Darth Revan. A lot of good stuff in there. So let's talk about this last main topic here, which we're going to speak on Rogue Squadron, the movie, which of course was announced about four and a half months ago and at the Disney Investors Call. And there's been little to nothing learned about this show, this movie so far. All we know is it's directed by Patty Jenkins, and it's going to be based on some experiences and stories she heard from the tales of her father fighting in the Air Force. Other than that, we don't know anything. We don't even know who's writing it. We do know that it's not Patty Jenkins. I made a video a while ago stating that I think it might be Aaron Sorkin, which would make me really happy, but you never know. So we'll have to wait and find out. But let's talk about this. So Someone, I think it was MSN. And this is something that Max, one of our listeners, had sent me a message on Twitter about. So if any of you have seen that, you know what we're going to talk about. But MSN.com made a very short post on their website stating that the first leaked set photos from Rogue Squadrons were released by them. I saw that message from Max and I immediately said, 
no there's no way there's no way that movie's so far off right now like i doubt they even have a script yet there's no way they're doing that not even test footage way too early and then i went to the link and if you're watching the video i'm going to share some of the set photos that they took and then we're going to talk about if these are true or not so and if you're listening on the audio platform i apologize for not being able to show the the pictures there but you can always head over and I'll try to be as descriptive as possible. So check this out. Here are some set photos. Of course, it's just a, a very big, uh, looks like a, a, a junkyard almost with a bunch of ships. It reminds me of the podcast uh, holding area in The Phantom Menace. And of course, we see a couple different ship designs, some engines, things like that, some green screens, and of course, a bunch of crew members walking around. And some of these ships look familiar. Some of these ships don't. And this is all the photos we have here. And of course, there's like some rocket looking things, some big engines. So let's talk about what this is exactly. Well, this is not for Rogue Squadron. It's not. And I can tell you that for a fact. And I'll explain why here in a second. But so MSN, who is pretty credible i assume because the name is so big they were wrong they were totally wrong and they just wanted to jump on a story really quickly and if you look at the their little news article it's got like one paragraph so they obviously didn't do any research so this is not for rogue squadron this is actually for the set of andor because it is actually shot this these uh sets are actually in the same exact location as the sets for andor which is located in Essex, UK. And if we look at these again, these are similar aesthetics to the time period in which and or the television series will be taking place. Because for Rogue Squadron, the, the vibe doesn't really match. The time period doesn't match. It still could, but we don't know exactly about Rogue Squadron. But this is for Andor, And here is why. So on October 14th, of last year, there was permission granted to Lucasfilm Disney to extend shooting permits by three years. And the reason they did this is because there was the pandemic hit us and we had, you know, no one really knew how long it was going to take. So they took their, their permits and extended them by three years because they didn't know how long it would be until we got back to normal. And then, of course, new COVID restrictions were required or implemented to movie sets. And it required them to have separated each set with their own isolated teams. And they'll have their permits up until November 1st of 2021. So I don't know if that made sense to you, but basically these sets are from Andor. What happened was when the new COVID restrictions hit, I shouldn't say that word on youtube because they will not let my video get views i made a mistake but they had new restrictions which meant they had to isolate sets they had to separate them far away and they had to extend permits and they had to have isolated teams per each set so it looks like there are multiple mo like different movies being shot but in actuality it's the same one and it looks like they're going to be shooting Andor until november 1st so they still got a long way to go. They got six months of shooting. So, and yeah, it's just, it's not Rogue One. 
I, I rogue squadrons. I know a lot of people were excited about it. You know, everyone, everyone loves the game when they were little, the Nintendo 64 game. And I was too, I was, I was a little excited when I saw the news and then doing some research, you find out it's actually for the Andor TV series. So sorry to disappoint anybody who <laughs> might've felt click baited by the title, but, um, I just don't want people to be mis- misinformed because I saw a lot of people thereafter learning about it have been posting saying rogue squadrons has started filming. And the truth is I don't even think there's a script ready. I don't, I think it's only in development. I think it's only been negotiated to just now get a writer. They're probably in stages of first drafting right now, but we'll have to wait and find out more because that's probably the next movie we're getting and it's going to be great. So we'll have to wait and find out more. So let's see here. Juggalo thought it was for the Book of Boba Fett. Well, that is a possibility, but Book of Boba Fett is being shot in Los Angeles. And that was confirmed by Tamara Morrison, who plays Boba Fett. So, and they're, they're only shooting that one either in the, um, the area up north from Los Angeles, the desert area. I can't think of the name. Devil's Canyon, Devil's Run. And then they're shooting the rest on the volume. And Andor is being shot in Essex, UK. So it is for Andor. Max says, when I first saw for the first time, I thought it's too early, but I wasn't sure. And for me, one of the ships looked like a Y-wing from the sequels. I think Rogue Squadron will either be set between 6, 7, or post-Episode 9. Yeah, so let me look at that picture again, because I do agree. I think one of these does look like a Y-wing. Let me see if I can find it here. I think you're talking about this one, right? And I think the thing he was mentioning was the Y-Wing doesn't match up with the time period if this were to be Rogue Squadron. So it's a good thing to point out. So again, this is definitely for Andor. It fits the time period. It fits the look. As far as when Rogue Squadron will be released, it's hard to say. I think it's going to be after Episode Nine because, I mean, Star Wars has got to move forward, right? It's if it hangs out too much in the Skywalker saga era, it's gonna get it's gonna get muddy. It's gonna bring. I think what fans want, and I know it's irresponsible to speak on behalf of all fandom, but what I think what fans want is they want something that's new. They want something that's weird. They want something that is refreshing. New characters, new storylines, especially casual watchers of star wars they want something like rogue squadron which is not connected to the skywalker saga where they don't feel like they have to watch nine movies to understand what's going on in this one and i think that's what we're going to get with something like this which is why i think it'll take place after episode nine but then you have to ask the question why are they having dogfights in after the rise of Skywalker. Like what is the big threat at that point? What army or what militia has grown since the first order? And then it's just, it becomes way too repetitive. Like once one government is taken down, another one comes up immediately after it's that's messy too. So it's a, it's a difficult thing to, to try and to try and figure out. Now, one thing rogue squadrons could be one threat that they could be facing is pirates space pirates in star wars are a huge huge thing i mean if you look at star wars rebels if you look at the what was the other animated show the really kitty one 
Star Resistance. If you look at Star Wars Resistance, and if you look at the Clone Wars, pirates in Star Wars are a big, big part. So that's one thing that Rogue Squadron could be fighting against because it's obviously not the First Order. And it's obviously not the Empire if we're talking about post-Episode 9 time period. And to point out again with the Acolyte series, that's something new again as well. For those of those for those of us who don't read the High Republic books, though it takes place in that time period, this will be something that's new and untouched by its surroundings that we haven't really visited yet. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens with it. Max says on the on the logo from Rogue Squadrons, there is an X-wing from the Rebellion, but that could just be promo. Excellent point. So if we look at the the promo art here, it is an X-wing. Now, I'm not too familiar with the ships. I, I do know it's an X-wing, obviously, but I'm not too familiar with the exact design to depict exactly what time period it's from. But we do know that the X-wing is post uh, post the prequels, so during the time of the Rebel Alliance. And of course, they had them in the sequels, but they were a little bit different design. So maybe it does take place during the original trilogy. That's an interesting thing to point out. Oh, Juggalo says maybe they're fighting the Grisk or the Chiss. Interesting. And of course, that would tie in with Thrawn and the whole thing that is happening there in the uh, television universe. So maybe it's a good idea. I hope that Rogue Squadron will be set between 6 and 7 because as of right now, I don't want to go post 9. And Rogue Squadron was mentioned in the game Squadrons. That is true as well. That's that's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't consider that. I haven't played the game. I honestly have no interest in playing that game because I'm not a big fan of flight simulation. Nothing against the game. But there were mentions in there. That's that's an excellent point. And of course, it it could tie in with that um, Rangers of the New Republic TV show. So maybe there's something there. Maybe it is between 6 and 7 and helping us lead into the force awakens. So that's a good, that's a good thing to point out there. Now, as far as other topics, I mean, that's really it today. Unfortunately, I have to cut the show short because I have somewhere I need to be, but I wanted to come on, say hello, do the show from my home again, which feels so nice to do. So I'm really happy to be here. But again, tomorrow at 10 AM right here on the YouTube and on the podcast, I'm going to be talking with Darth Chaco from, uh, the High Ground Podcast, and of course, his uh, imprint on TikTok and social media and YouTube. So you should come by, check out our conversation tomorrow, and it's going to be great. We're going to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk about him a little bit, learn about him. But uh, thank you guys for those of you who recommended I reach out to Darth Chaco. He was humble enough to bless us with his time. And we're going to have a conversation tomorrow right here on the show. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Hopefully, he'll come back too. If he likes you guys, maybe he doesn't like you guys. Maybe he doesn't like me. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But thank you all so much for watching today. And again, this was fun. It feels good to be back. I'm going to have another stream probably this weekend, something that won't be published to the podcast, but just something where I can talk and hang out with you guys and just, uh, just hang out. So again, thank you so much for being here with me today. We'll be back next Monday with another show. We'll be back tomorrow with a bonus episode. And yeah, and now somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you.
Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. 